Hey guys, welcome to Landline Chats. This podcast is all about powerful and vulnerable conversation. Just real honest chats with incredible people that I know will inspire you. I'm so happy you're here. So just sit back, relax, and let's chat. Um, well, first of all, this has been like such a long time coming. I'm like, how long have we been talking about this for? Like two years. Just kidding. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it, I think in my brain, it quite possibly could be two years because I've been thinking about this for so long. But um, I mean, the first thing I want to say is just thank you for being here. You know, this is Landline Chat's first episode, and I couldn't be more excited to have you as my first guest. So um, yeah, so I mean, a little bit of like intro, we met at Hanzo, right? Um, and I think I remember, um, so we both worked for, you know, or you still work for Hanzo, but, um, for a scissor company and selling scissors and all that good stuff. And, um, I, I know for you and I, at least for myself, I'm so drawn to people that have this like very unique style, you know? And so that, that was one of the first things that I remember about you. Yeah. Same. I remember, um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on your first episode. I'm excited to be, um, like, I, I feel privileged to be the first one to be asked to share the space with you and um, help in any way I can to get this going. Good, awesome conversations. It just, it just feels good to have something like that out there yeah. for platform for us uh, people that just have things to say and show off like our talents and um our journeys like that so thank you first of all yes um for us first meeting yeah I remember we were just talking offline um about Brittany and she was like kind of the connection sort of with me though for a second and she said you're gonna love my girl Kiki blah 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 she saw our um our fashion and our Mm -hmm odd way of sharing our fashion I guess you could say for some people um and then when we met oh yeah totally and I still admire what you do and how you do it and it's totally yours and that's a big thing for me is finding helping people or and in myself finding your authenticity in in fashion so yeah absolutely I mean I think that's one of the things it's like and you and I've had this conversation several times, but, you know, I, you know, I grew up in church and I, you know, I had to dress a very specific way and always be appropriate. And I didn't feel like I really like knew who I was, but once I started kind of diving into um, my own personal style, that's sort of where I started to find a lot of confidence in myself and also just it's such a fun way to, uh, express yourself, you know? And I, I mean, that was, you know, one of the things, like I said, that I appreciated about you that I was just like, this dude's got freaking style. Like he's like not holding back. He's not afraid to like wear certain things. And that can be really intimidating for people. And so, and you know, that I used to do styling too. And so when you told me that you were doing, um, personal styling, I was like, okay, we need to talk about this for sure. So when did you start doing that? you started personal styling just for men, right? Yes. So it's, 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 uh, to answer your question, probably about six months ago. Um, but 
like as in like creating a program having modules and like having a step-by-step of finding your inner light through fashion Mm -hmm. and confidence but I feel like I've been giving tips and tricks pretty much my whole life like either from my family brothers my mom would always ask me does this look right um to all the way like my wife now um the cool thing is is we're back and forth because she's a fashionista as well and Mm -hmm. I ask her and then all the way to my six my three and six year old I'll ask him does this hair look funny and they'll say yes or no and I (laughs) go off their vibe um I've been doing it out but like personally with like other people that are not in my circle and and they eventually become part of my circle about six months and it's been pretty cool i'm slowly but surely going through it it's like one of my chapters and in and hats that i take on in my journey yeah so i guess like my question for you with that is what even what made you want to do that like what got you to and it you specifically work with men for the most part with this is that right Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what inspired, what inspired you to do this? I want to hear, I have to hear the backstory for this. Yeah. So I feel like in men's work, so back up, um, I don't know. I've, I felt like I've always had this gentle heart, mm-hmm. um, covered with bricks, you know, and, and every trauma, someone making fun of me or lack of or me, how I talk to myself and, and um, me making fun of myself, I would just add a brick in my heart. And um, eventually it was hard to like really get in, in relationship wise. And mm-hmm. so it, I found my love of my life, uh, which is my wife now. And it's mm-hmm. been a really like mirrored relationship, you know, 12 years of us being together in five kids. But like in the beginning, I was still this like, southern california boy that you know did hair and was in a band and i say boy because i was definitely a boy um and it took her still to this day and like we're still working on stuff always but like her her heart to overcome my heart and so it started with if you go into um men's work like i've been in different spaces uh with men, a lot of the reasons why those men are there, including myself, was a lady. It could have been a mom, a girlfriend, like friend of a girl, a partner, a wife. It's always the feminine, most cases that like you hit rock bottom and they're like, hey, here's a space for you. You need to work on yourself. And it's like, my wife calls it the Kali energy, which sometimes, and I did quote unquote, sometimes I think she overheated. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's it's calling forth the death of the ego the unhealthy mm-hmm. ego and so and that takes a feminine a very strong feminine um energy to to, to help guide that for the masculine energy mm-hmm. so it started with me and my wife's relationship and then uh it was getting rough and she could have left me a couple times and I was like that's it like I I am a nice person but like when it comes to relationship and private and like people knowing my shadows, I was always defending and uh, I was very mean. I was the opposite of what everyone knew me as. And I'm glad to say I was a dick. I was because I, I own it. And like, I did the work to be able to say like, 
I did that. And I still have things like I was talking offline with you, like this mm-hmm. relationship with my teenage boy, Riker, you know, like I've done some damage there. And so the men's work has really guided me into finding myself and my purpose and who I really am and my real confidence, not like cocky confidence, not like I got this success confidence, just like right. this me. And it's okay that I do have a shadow and it's actually a partner with me because I understand it now and I can let it go. Um, so it turned into a lot of this shadow. I, was, I did the, I have my moments of the dark night of the soul, but like the darkest night of my soul was like the beginning, um, sitting in ceremony with peyote, doing sweat lodges, just finding wow. all these for me to like really dig deep. And then there was that part of my journey and I was searching and searching the next thing, the next book, the next guru. And then the last three-ish years, I finally have been going to different ceremonies and um, stuff like that. But now it's integration. And soon as I found the integration of all the work that I've done, um, mm-hmm. the story I've created that um, I kind of, it was hard for me to mingle hair and fashion with what I, the newfound me, like you come down, like this, the thing, it's the integration part. You come down the hill from a retreat and everyone's like, why am I even breathing? Like, <laughs> you, like called integration, you like know something, you know, like mm-hmm. you're knowing something like nobody mm-hmm. else explain it. So it was hard for me to even like keep people in my chair um, when I was doing hair, not because it was, I just didn't want to do it. I was just like, there's a bigger calling for me than just hair, the way I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm the way I can mix these two together. Cause it's like fashion. So like, especially right. the high end, you know, like it's just so catty in some places and it's like yeah. very look like, like, Oh, you it's surface. It's very surface. It's very surface. Um, same you with hair. And you and I had that conversation, you know, because I think so many people do kind of relate fashion as just being something that's a superficial sort of thing. But, you know, I think fellow creatives can kind of recognize it as a way, a, a really fun way to uh, express yourself. And so, you know, some people have, there's a lot of fear around it, I think. And this is, I think, I don't know if you remember this conversation that we talked about a while ago, but it's sometimes you can kind of tell a little bit about how someone feels about themselves based on, you know, what they're wearing. And, um, you know, and some people just don't, some people just don't give a shit, which I, I love, you know, I kind of love that. It's just like, this is me, this is who I am. And I, I'm, I'm totally here for that, you know, but I think one of the things that when I would do personal styling, I would notice, and I'm, I know you've heard this, but it's like, people have said, I don't know if I can pull that off. And it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What, you know, why do you think that you can't wear this? You know, it looks, it looks absolutely incredible on you, but like, let's talk about why you think you can't wear it, you know? And it always kind of came down to just a self-worth issue. You know, it's like, I don't feel cool enough to wear this type of thing. So that's part of my, um, I don't like calling it programming program because it sounds like programming, but it's Mm -hmm. part of my, um, work I'll call it workshop mm-hmm. uh my workshop it, it 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 really we dive into it's not just pairing somebody up with something that looks good on their bone structure mm-hmm. and the 
skin tone of their color and like this is a good color for you this is a good fit for you it's like why is it a good fit for you because and then why don't you like you're saying why what's what's the core issue here in your confidence and who you are like what's yours and then you find your we end up finding your ideal piece so it could be like for me it's hat glasses and accessories like everywhere Mm -hmm. i go this is just how i identify in fashion um and it's a good release for me as a creative outside of hair just like people like men like to be in the fantasy football under a hood of a car whatever i don't so these are Mm -hmm. my things i gig i get wake up in the morning and go to my closet and get to it's the creative i get to pick what i what I get to wear because everything yeah. in my closet is authentically me. Like there's nothing I don't closet. So we go through that too. We shift through like shitty, like, and then we like, why are you holding on to that? Like mm-hmm. what's, what's the story behind, you know, yeah. clutter or what's the story behind holding on to um, shit that you don't even need, you know? Yeah. And so how is that showing up in your life? So yeah. we, we kind of break down all these different things in the calls and I give you guys I call it a stretch, something that you may not want to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then at the end, other side of that, in most cases, you either find the answer or uh, what you like or don't like. Either yeah. way, you're finding something yourself. And it, like, it was really cool how I was able to tie it into fashion. And it's like, oh, this is it. Um, it definitely took life coaches. I have life coaches. I have a coach coach. I have different things that um, um, I, people I work with, I can't do, nobody could do stuff like this alone, um, especially the shadow work. It, it's a, it's a tribe effort. So I, yeah, it's, there's a lot that is said in how you dress. And so it just helps you understand who you are authentic, uh, like with authentically. And then you have more of a perception on your day-to-day dress on how to uh, just be aware and present on yeah. like oh man i feel shitty so i'm just gonna wear a hoodie right that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> like yeah. today the yeah. call i was kind of frantic with my kids and i literally was telling my wife i'm doing the zoom outfit where the top of my body's ready but i'm just wearing whatever on the bottom yeah, so exactly. it's like it's just my life and I, I support it and it's fine i love that one of the things that i kind of wanted to dive a little bit back into was um, talking about the retreats that you've done, because I think, you know, initially when I wanted to start this and, you know, I told you, I was like, I really want you on as a guest. I will say one of the things that I first noticed about you in person when I, you know, I saw you at the, at the office, um, last year, gosh, it was so long ago already, but, um, you know, being in the hair industry, you know, I'm not a stylist myself, but I was in, you know, in the hair industry for five years selling scissors. And um, you do notice that there's so much ego, especially with the educators. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, obviously there's incredible artists out there that are doing really great things, but, you know, there's a lot of ego in that. And I think one of the first things that I remembered about you, you know, besides um, your fashion sense was just your overall presence was so calm but also just so powerful um because I think the first thing that I thought I was like he's doing what he's doing for the right reasons um and there wasn't ego involved in that and um 
And that's something that is very different to see in a, in a man um, because I, and I know you and I talked about this, but um, there's so much pressure for men to just always be strong and, you know, just this sort of brick wall of, you know, no emotion and not expressing themselves or really being vulnerable. And it's a huge issue. I mean, so many people are suffering, you know, but I, I do think that there's so many men out there that are afraid to just kind of break those walls down and even dive into any sort of healing for themselves or even show any sort of vulnerability. And, um, but that was something that I noticed about you that really resonated with me. And I was like, wow, you know, this, this man really seems to know himself really well. He's confident in who he is. And you just exuded this sort of presence that was just really safe. And, you know, I know, I think for you and I both, we have people that sort of just feel safe with us and come to us and, you know, share things with us and you have that presence about you. So when you started doing the retreats and everything, I'm curious, what was the scariest part of starting that for you? And how did you push getting past that and just saying, I need to change. I need to, I need to work on myself, you know, or become more vulnerable or whatever that looks like for you. Wow. Yeah, there's so many things that came up in that. And I'm just I think, like, I, just, oh. I, I, think I just asked you like six questions. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I feel like it, uh, this, like I said in the beginning, this is an awesome container and space for um, this to be heard or said, you know? So um, so the, the last one you just asked me, what it's continued, it's, it's the hero's journey. I'm always evolving or at least uh, that's, I've committed to this work. So I feel like uh, going back to like how you felt me, I was nervous at the dojo, like dude, because of the high ego, you mm -hmm. know, like mm -hmm. the highest of high, like Hanzo's amazing and they yeah. draw amazing people. So, and amazing doesn't always have to be a conscious person or like the woke that that's a whole nother conversation is maturity versus woke but yeah like um so they they're still good people like you know mm -hmm. and like they're absolutely of like what they do in hair so i was just very like well so it's cool that you saw that in me because i was very introverted in these yeah, uh, I thought that i would have yeah. never thought that you were nervous at all i was just like this dude's chill as fuck. I mean, that I literally was just like, what a presence. And I mean, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I, that's when, I mean, that was before I was kind of, I had thought about landline chats before it was even landline chats, but I was, I immediately was like, I want to talk to Earl. I mean, people need to hear his story. Oh, so thank cool. you. Yeah, that's cool. So like, thank you. Cause I do, I do have, like anyone else, an inner critic. I have these things that go in the chitter chat. So all this work that I've done and I continue to do and I've committed to uh, helps me. It's just tools that help me show up authentic with myself and how I, my truth. Mm -hmm. And to even find that is what the work is. Um, a lot of people run, uh, from my experience, a lot of people, including myself, would autopilot and not know my mm -hmm. truth show up nice and happy but like sure. the depth I felt was because like you said it's like 
on that road, it's something about somebody who even in the beginning of their journey that they're committed to this work that you just feel like mm -hmm. even what level they are in this work, like you're just like, whoa, this is a really, so you kind of met me in the middle of it, but like, this is a dude that like knows something, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so my, the last question was, what was my edge pretty much? And how did I pass that edge in the fear? Um, it's always going to be even now, like mm -hmm. being vulnerable, like all my yeah. program things as a man, like you were saying, like no emotions, mm -hmm. um, tough, even women and men, like I have to be tough in front of both, you know, like yeah. as a man. So, so, uh, <laughs> so much pressure, so much pressure. Yeah. And so being so used to doing that for so many years, it, it becomes a part of you and, mm -hmm. To me, that's mm -hmm. the hard thing to let go. And for a lot of people is their story, mm -hmm. like their programs and what they're so used to because their ego, that's the ego. When it says death, the ego, when someone says death, the ego, it's not necessarily to me, at least when I say it, it's not like death, the ego, it's the, un, the, the ego part that doesn't work in my, in right. my journey because ego is here to protect us and save us. And it's a very powerful tool once we learn our ego and partner with our ego. So a lot of that was death, the ego, which is shadow and child, my kids were like child work and uh, carpet work, wrestling. And a lot of that stuff was hard for me. And I just dove into it, you know, mm. if it, to this day, if it's hard for me, there's sometimes I don't just automatically go and do it. And that's my edge, but I've learned that living on my edge and knowing my edge mm. and like real, that's that's my next level up yeah and so that was my fear was going to my edge of shadow or like admitting my shit like mm. own, uh, you know ownership um still working mm -hmm. on that um uh and 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 saying sorry and being vulnerable and yeah. and just naming my emotion that's hard too because as a man i didn't like even with my wife, if I'm like coming home and I'm 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 a better man, but I still come home and 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 have a silence about myself where like that energy that you feel with me is not there. Um and feminine, they pick it up. They're they're amazing. Oh. That's their that's their witchy ways and um <laughs> and super so she up the superpower, right? And yeah. so she'll pick it up and I can't can't when you're in a conscious relationship you can't lie <laughs> yeah. i mean you can't beat around the well, you can't hide nothing, right? i mean that's so, the biggest thing is you can't hide yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean so i it's I'm learning, so i'm learning how to say to name the emotion the mm -hmm. anger instead of protecting it so I, as soon as i'm able to learn how to name it and be with it i'm not protecting and being a dick you know yeah. or having these you know and that's that's uh one of the things that was hard for me as well too yeah yeah so did you do you think that i mean not everybody knows but did you start to realize that you were just sort of in a cycle and you were just in a pattern that you needed to break out of and you were like okay i'm done let's do yeah. something yeah and it's it's very i want to put this disclaimer out there it's very case by case mm -hmm. your journey and it's not a blue pill or yeah. red pill. It takes, right. it, it's not, it's not a race. They call it, it's a marathon. So right. step by step. And 
for me, the step-by-step, I was trying to do it fast and I tripped and like things just didn't work out. And my wife was expecting me to come back from these retreats, a different man and all that stuff. Found out a a couple uppercuts in life and, you know, things happen, but it, it, it very is a steady, slow race. And if you're committed and consistent, you'll find changes because I've even given up uh, tobacco. You know, I don't smoke anymore because of all this and alcohol is not really a thing for me. And I used to be a a relationship, which kind of destroyed some things. And Mm. um, along with like my lifestyle and the band and like hair, it was just like Mm. alcohol is everywhere. Yeah. Um, Now, right. So now, you know, of living that life and taking those baby steps, I'm I'm able to break that will in certain areas. And the hard ones I thought, which were hard, like tobacco was the hardest one. Like, um, now I feel like I could take on anything. Um, and Oh, I could, I could do more than I thought, like, or sitting cold baths. Oh man, the cold plunges. I I, I love cold plunging. I hate it, but I do edge so yeah. I do and then I'm like whoa I'm stronger than I actually am like my mm-hmm. brain this but my body knows more you know my yeah. heart knows so yeah just uh those baby steps help me break the cycle of uh my patterns that I was talking about it's interesting that you were talking about that too because I I had this conversation with I think Brittany the other day but it's so exciting because it, you know, it takes people, some people will recognize a pattern in their life, you know, and they'll do something about it. Some people don't even know that they're in a cycle or whatever it might be. But, um, I remember, I remember my first, uh, this therapist that I met, his name was, um, oh my gosh, what was his name? I'll think of it. Um, but he was this old British dude that he was a mindfulness therapist and it was my first time learning about mindfulness, but um, that that was kind of like my intro into, you know, healing. And I didn't know it at the time, but I felt like when I sort of came overcame something that was like this weight on my back, I was like, oh, that feels good. And mm. I think I always had this idea of therapy or just like that all of a sudden magically, like what you were thinking that your wife thought you'd come home and everything was like, you're a changed man. And then we're healing's done. I'm a perfect person. Let's go. And I mean, it's just not, that's not what it is. It's a continuous process and that you're always going to be evolving and you really learn how to fight for yourself. But I think, you know, people get addicted to, you know, to their vices, you know, whether it's smoking or alcohol or weed or whatever, you know, I don't know what it is, like whatever it might be, there's so many different things, but, um, as hard as a heal, the healing journey is and, um, diving into yourself, it's addicting too. I, I feel myself when I'm like, yo, I just leveled up on something and I feel so proud of myself. So I'm like, what's the next thing that I need to work on? And exactly what you were saying too, when it's like something feels really uncomfortable or, um, something feels difficult that you're not, you know, you're like, I don't really want to dive into this, but it's like, no, that's exactly what you should dive into. And people usually just want to shy away from it. But it's like, I mean, if you want change, you know, you can't be moving the same way. So. Yeah. 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 Totally. That is, uh, 
us as humans or spirits in this human experience, however you want to call it, like we do have connection to spirit and human yeah. that gives us like we want to seek spirituality. We want to seek that's where religion comes because we're seeking something, right? right. And then we're seeking something that helps us uh, stay feel safe and and it's consistent and mm -hmm. it's vices, right? So you know, like create a healthy habit versus a bad habit, all that stuff, right? And so um, once you start tapping into like yourself and you know, whoa, this is working. I got into this the Hampshire will of going to every retreat, going to this, doing that, doing this without integrating it or embodying what I was learning. I just kept going yeah. and going and going. Yeah. And then that's the, whole, that's the whole thing too with this plant medicine and ayahuasca and everyone's getting into like all this combo and combo's not really fun, but like I don't it, know what there's that a is. lot of- What is it's, that? Um, it's a uh, and now there's practitioners out there that would just serve without um being grandfathered into it and taught the right way from indigenous or handed down but same with ayahuasca but like combo is you burn uh you know three to six spots wherever um just surface burns and you put the uh, combo frog uh tree frog poison in there and it what it does is it detoxes your organs but mm -hmm. also detoxes your spirit well so i forget i'm not since this is broadcast i'm not going to say where but i know it's not in america it's an indigenous yeah. practice and uh kids would be walking around with points uh because you could also use it for uh just a detox what it does is it swells your organs and all that plaque that has lived your whole life in your organs that's what you're purging and that's old stories uh because the body keeps the score right so there's energetic stuck stuff in our sacral where our creative safe area is so you could get into the chakras too so there's so much power behind combo but mm -hmm. there's the other side of it where it's being used and abused ish mm -hmm. you know sure. yeah so just go in where where you feel safe like you were saying if it feels good but it's an edge you just yeah. really owe yourself to know where to go so now i'm like more in like my calling or my purpose as a man because that's what drives a man as a purpose and a lot of men don't know their purpose so that's another thing we tap into but um my purpose isn't to be an influencer and for everyone to hear me at least right now my purpose is to uh course correct what i've already done in a mm. wrong way to anybody in my life right now it's i'm working on my relationships i'm working on my relationship on how i talk to myself mm. um i don't like yeah it's just so it doesn't have to be this grandiose like purpose and i'm gonna right. make the next facebook i'm gonna make sure. Instagram, i'm gonna a bunch of houses like it it could be very much like in your bubble and mine is being a good father and husband and friend and of course correcting that to make it a little more potent and sure. i think everything else as a leader that i travel and teach and finance all my pillars will fall into place so that's been my my purpose is to uh create a safe space as a man for the feminine and children um, so it doesn't have to be a potent, like real crazy sure. purpose. So that's where I'm at. And like my next thing is my edge is um, um, 
going into a wilderness with rising men and I haven't really talked to a Jedi yet, but, um, and fasting and for, you know, two to three days and, and sitting around the fire with men, um, me not eating even one meal is weird. So yeah. it's an edge, but like my next step is me. Like, what am I? And I'm with myself. I've done a lot of work with sacred sons and I'm working a little bit with, uh, the East Coast uh, men's group, uh, Modern Renaissance men. And okay. they're just like, it's good group men. And I, I'll keep that. But I feel like this experience for me um, is the next step. So it just depends on where you're at in your journey and knowing who you are. Yeah. That's incredible. I love to hear that. I mean, I think it's it's honestly just so refreshing being able to talk to, you know, a, a man, you know, that's just even willing to kind of go there and just even speak about these things. One of the, one of the things that I just listened to you say that you were talking about was, um, you know, the way that you speak to yourself. And I know you and I have had this conversation as far as imposter syndrome goes, because, you know, uh, I mean, I think that's what, like, it took me so long to even get to doing to start this and I remember because when we were even trying to set up a date you're like you called me on it and you're like are you procrastinating you know like we just need to do this because I was so worried about everything being perfect and how I was being perceived and and I realized too that was one of the things that I've had to work through is why am I doing this like what is my purpose for doing this is this for me is this for my ego but when it came down to it and I sort of just adjusted my thoughts and it was just like, I know you and I talked about this, but I had this really powerful conversation with my brother and he asked me, what story do you want to tell with your life? And that's where all of this sort of started to come from. And, you know, immediately I thought about like, okay, well, what's my career? You know, which direction, which direction am I going in and all these, you know, different kinds of things. But I realized that having these conversations has just been so impactful for me personally. And I wanted other people to hear these stories because I'm like, this can help somebody. You know, if if you can reach one one guy out there that's just like struggling, that's just like, I'm hurting right now. And, you know, I have this huge brick wall, but like, I'm ready to let it down. And, you know, just helping somebody find the courage to just get out of their comfort zone and do something that's new. But as far as imposter syndrome goes, you know, I did, I was just, and I know you kind of, we, we talked about this a while ago, but that was just something that I struggled with because I, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to do something like this or have the courage to be able to do something like this. And, but changing my perspective to why, why do I want to do this in the first place? And it came down to just helping people. And so, I mean, but what does imposter syndrome look like? what's that looked like for you and getting past that or moving around that? Um, so yeah, that's, I'm right there with you mm-hmm. on a lot of, of my journey and um, a lot of things I would love to say or um, post, you know, cause this is the day and age we're in um, or even just a communication with my wife or like friends or coworkers, there's a lot of times I do and I practice the act of listening too 
So I'm like, so the imposter syndrome is real. It's the matter of when I let it take over mm. versus is it taking over? Mm. So meaning like I've done a lot of uh, work lately with my coach on imposter syndrome because it was a coaching program. We had a cohort. It's called Intentional Impact with Jose. And um, he part of Modern Renaissance Man and he really helped us men in this cohort. It was like, I'd done it twice. The last time was like 12 men and we would do the Zoom call and we got to really uh, dive in on the modules throughout the week that we do. And imposter syndrome for me, listening to other men's stories. So like, this is very potent to like talk about it because I got a chance to use some other men's tools on how they like navigate through imposter syndrome. And it's, for me, I, it still comes up. It really does. Even hair, not even like this conscious or mindfulness. It's it, in hair too, as I'm mm -hmm. teaching years and um i have the opportunity to, to teach at ibs and in, in a classroom and that's big like yeah. a lot of artists are in there and it's just like oh positive syndrome for real right <laughs> right and so um how i get through it is um i have to give the two shits vibe yeah like yeah i just give the two shits vibe even stepping up and saying yes to this uh, uh podcasts um it's just the two shits vibe like it's <sighs> <is> me <laughs> yeah i really up. have up and just like yeah straight up say mm -hmm. like win some you lose some this is me yeah. if i really get in the conversation with myself it's like um i know that i honestly will focus on the people that don't vibe with me and mm -hmm. just focus on them like in my head you know and pretend like they're right there and I'm like well that's maybe hopefully someday down the road you'll find somebody you could vibe with but this is yeah. what I do and this is what I'm going to say um in some cases if it's a quick conversation you know that's when I'm like is it taking over or not and I just mm -hmm. kind of just opt out and just active listening because mm -hmm. it just reminds me listening because I don't always have to say something or teach something or always be that person so it kind yeah. of ends up acting as a tool like if i check into my imposter syndrome one of the check-ins is like am i am i overly you know and like our weaknesses i learned a long time ago a lot of my weaknesses i thought could very much be my power and 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 uh my superpower mm. so for instance i like to talk and yeah. i got a career where i could talk and before I used to talk about certain things that maybe weren't really good subjects, whatever, but I fine tune my weakness into now I'm doing interviews <laughs> and like yeah. I'm talking, I'm teaching. So it turns into a tool um, and part of my journey that I get to express myself. So I look at some of these things that I, I'm like, oh, I want to get away with and I just don't want in my life, maybe check with them. Um, like imposter syndrome and i'm like okay this opportunity to check in and one of my yeah one of my checkoffs is like maybe i do need to just listen to this person right now and yeah. just be there and hold versus like oh am i gonna say this and i oh i gotta oh i have like i know this part i know 
you know, I, oh man, I just saw a guru say this and I want to tell this and I want to share it because my intention is like, I want to share it and love and like give it to them. Right. Um, and you so, want to yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's the other part of it is like, if it feels and it tingles me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I do want to share this, then I share it. <laughs> and then Absolutely. it's not, you know? So yeah, that, those are kind of the tools um, or how I talk to myself through it. And then the yeah. times the syndrome strikes, it strikes and it's okay. There's and nothing I, you can do about it. I mean, sometimes it, it just happens. Yeah. You just kind of have to like roll with the punches. It's yeah, no, I definitely feel that. I mean, I think that's interesting too. It's what you were just kind of talking about. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is unsolicited advice. I know I have been so guilty of giving it. Um, and so now I just try to be mindful of just asking, are you wanting me to listen or are you asking me for advice? You know, just asking, you know, permission. Um, but I think that is just so important is just holding space because, you know, we always, and again, it's always, I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like when you are giving your advice, it's sometimes a projection of yourself and what you're doing. And it's not even really um, applicable for the person that you're even talking to. And they're just like, okay, thanks for that, I guess, you know, type of thing. And so, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so as far as like all of the work that you've done, um, I definitely, um, at the end of this, I want to find out, you know, the places that you've gone, the retreats that you've done and everything like that. But what has been, what's been some of your biggest takeaways from your, your uh, healing journey? I mean, what are the things that you feel like you've just like really overcome that you're still working on or something that you can just put out there just to like encourage other men? Wow. That's a, that's a good question. Let me, Hmm. Yeah, so uh, the takeaway is um, I feel I feel more involved in what I do. I feel more joy in what I do. I feel more um, intimacy in what I do. I feel more relations when I do. I, I feel more. I just feel, I feel the, the, what life really is, even when it's hard, instead of getting, going down the slippery slope of victim or depression or whatever it might be, I'm able to reverse in most cases yeah. and just feel it and let it go. And it's not mine. Most cases, not mine. In some cases, if it's mine, I, I get to find a solution. Yeah. So I've, learned these tools so the takeaway for me is just to fill and use these tools and mm -hmm. continue to build this me that I know I am like you know those thoughts good everyone has them like mm -hmm. you're the best even if you don't talk good to yourself like you know even when you were like three years old and you're kicking ass jumping off couches and shit you know <laughs> like sure. that feel good like that and being more mm -hmm. present with, you know, that I, I feel like in having kids is still totally like brings you back 
it helps you with that exercise of going back childhood wounds and stuff um but to be able to feel is the takeaway of uh and being present is Mm. a big takeaway for me that's awesome um I also want to ask you if you could say anything to anyone, anybody that's listening, you know, as far as everything that you went through before you started your healing journey, before you actually started to want to make changes, you know, what is a piece of advice that you could give somebody who's listening that's just really struggling with, you know, being stuck in a cycle? What's yeah. a tool you would give? So for me, it definitely is checking into what is happening up here and just and it eventually goes down to here uh people say or a lot of the men in places and spaces i've been in they say the longest journey for a man is from here to here Mm -hmm. and uh because the masculine energy is do fix and get it going and figure it out right so it's a lot of head strong in america's that way we a lot of our verbiage is like we say head stuff instead of heart stuff and so i would say breathe it in and just be patient before reacting. And that's a tool that I like to use. And then another thing I would have told myself now that I'm in this part, I'm not at the other side of this journey. I'm just in this part journey to where I realized a little bit more than when I first started is that it's here. Everything I'm my guru. I'm my God. I'm my goddess. I'm my heavenly father i'm my demon i'm my i'm me and and it's in and so the work is tapping into that and like like what i was saying flying off the couch at three tap that joy Mm -hmm. or whatever for you um is what i would tell myself when i'm first starting or any part of my journey is like i remind myself that it's here i have the answer no one else does yeah That's so freaking good. I think that people forget that it's like, we're so conditioned to seek outside validation or, you know, direction, you know, but we never, not never, but a majority of the time we aren't looking within, we aren't looking to ourselves, you know, it's, it's, we're not trusting ourselves enough. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that's just so huge. You know, I've definitely kind of learned the same thing. And I mean, that's just so powerful. Um, This is awesome. I'm so glad that we're here and we got to talk about this. Um, Yeah. I, is there anything else uh, that you would want to share? Uh, Not really. I feel like we hit pretty, I mean, this is uh, chapter one. I feel like we couple years down the road we could Heck open yeah. up another segment of righteousness or whatever you want to call it Heck yeah Fun. um but i i just i just want to remind myself and everyone else that um there's a fine line in a lot of things but it ultimately ends up it's your journey your life and how you are and so if you like high fashion wear it uh, doesn't mean it's who I am. If everyone took away my fashion, anybody took away my fashion, I'm still who I am. So if you check in with whatever you're doing that may be surface, and if you could live without it and still be a kick-ass person and loving and full of joy, uh, then you're good. Like there's yeah. nothing about what other people say. Like 
I even my wife, she's uh, on the other side of this, uh, doing her work, and she's an amazing God, and she holds space so well. Um, and her birth and stuff that could be a whole nother conversation but she's yeah. the most powerful person i know and she's still every once in a while will say because we're human and like why do you mm-hmm. like Gucci? you know and i'm just just what i like and yeah. just i'm still if anything i'm a evolved better me so um that's all i gotta say is just do you and make sure it's authentic yeah heck yeah i'm gonna high five you <laughs> Um, okay, so my last question. <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> Not going to ask you about toilet paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what is uh, what is your most irrational fear? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I don't. I've heard know some very funny answers to this question. Now. Really? I could tell you had in the past because like like I said I really do try working on living on my edge so sure. I, I'm like oh afraid of that cool I'm gonna hold a snake or you know oh see even that that's a fear but like I've done it <laughs> but yeah, sure. it's not playing it and keep doing it I just do it but when yeah. I was younger it was I don't want to say the wrong word but like little people or okay. oh that's politically correct yeah yeah okay. I'm like just humans that are smaller but like um well, Earl, thank you so much uh for being here thank you so much for being my first guest um one of the things that i just want to say is i am so grateful for your friendship and um just who you are as a person has just really inspired me and throughout this whole process of even getting here to filming this first thing um i know you know that i was really nervous and like freaked out but um, you very subtly like pushed me in the right direction. So thank you for that. But um, I can't wait to do this again at another time. And obviously we're always evolving and growing and there's different chapters in our life. And um, I just, I can't wait to see everything that you do. Um, you're hands down one of the most incredible people that I know. And I'm just really thankful for you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for putting this together and going to your edge. Um, this is a gift that is much needed. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to be part of it. And I'm 100% uh, a supporter and will be from here on out. And yeah. our has always been amazing. And even though it's hit and miss and just yeah. spread out, I it's like we never miss a beat. And I love right. that. I feel like there's more of a core friendship there. And there's more room for growth. So thank you for being my friend and inviting. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to plug in also to your information and, um, I think it'd be, I I do want to plug in, uh, what you were talking about as far as the men's retreats go and things like that. Cause I think who knows people could be really into that. And I think it's super important. So yeah. Okay, cool. cool. All right. Thank you, Earl. You. Yeah.